Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank on Main Street in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are interested in a bank that's big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but not so big they're one of these mega banks that has forgotten how to do personal service, then I suggest you try Renaissance. Uh, I have found that they offer terrific personal service, but they do so in a way that's cognizant of all the services out there that small businesses need. So if you need a bank like that, uh, go to renaissancebank.com and find their local office and give them a call. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Donald Simon. Donald is with Simon Financial Group. Donald, welcome. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day as we record this show. And uh, tell us a little bit about you and Simon Financial Group. How are you serving folks out there? I I started this company around the time I became a certified financial planner in 1980. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing this a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm in Marietta, Georgia. I've worked with over 350 companies of all kinds, um, from blue-collar auto body shops, even a man that owned a whole chain of gas stations, um, management consulting groups, professional groups, pretty much anything you can think of. Um, it's been uh, if, and the, anything from small companies up to around 2,000 employee construction company. And they're primarily from Florida up to Rhode Island in uh, various states. And what, uh, I mean, you've been doing this a long time. You've been at it a long time, stayed in it a long time. What, what, what keeps you going? What, what uh, pulled you into this, this work? Uh, what, what, what lights your fire about this work, Donald? Well, I, I, one of the main things is I love what business owners do. They do so much to help their clients. They help their employees, they help their communities, they help their families, they give money to charity. They're really important to the, the community. And I, I've been, I've had my own business for a long time. So I appreciate what goes in to running a business and even selling a business. I had a business I built up in employee benefits um, for 25 years and I sold that to one of my competitors that could never beat me in competition. <laughs> he, we had lunch one day and I was tired of dealing with all the health insurance part of it. Yep. And he said, what will it take to get you out of the way? And I had thought about it before and I gave him a number that I thought was kind of a little bit on the high side. Mm-hmm. And two days later, he sent me a letter of intent. And 30 days later, I had a, a big bunch of money wired to my bank account. So that was pretty good. There you go. Well, you sound like you're more than qualified to talk about business succession and planning. Then. I've been through it, and I've, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly with businesses. Well, let me, let, me, uh, but let me ask you a question about your personal experience, because a lot of business owners 
may think, oh, yeah, I'm ready for that conversation. You know, I've come up with a number in my mind. Right. But it sounds like if you were able to actually close in 30 days, right. you had laid the groundwork to be ready to sell. Uh, I was, it, it was well organized. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. And I had employees working with me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, so in other words, there's some groundwork to be done before you get to that point, right? Well, I mean, the ideal thing, really, if, for example, if you and I are business partners, mm-hmm. I think we should be running a solid, profitable business all the way along right. the road and ideally have another person that want, if I took a vacation for three months or six months, that the, and that's really the test, is how, how stable this business is right. without me. If right. I sell or walk out the door, what's going to happen? And uh, that's where a lot of businesses need work, too. I, I was with a man named John Wall yesterday. He uh, was an uh, ex-military officer for 20, 26 years in the military and a management consultant for Accenture. And he said, all this stuff is good with the business succession, but a lot of businesses are it just the, the person running it has got all the the knowledge and experience. And if he leaves, a lot of times the things fall apart. So it's important for them to try to build the business. And I work with about five business consultants that can come in and help build the infrastructure of the business. A lot of businesses are what's called lifestyle businesses. They make enough money so the business owner can pay their bills and have some extra money left at the end of the day. Right. But they're not really thinking long-term strategy, typically. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. Let's talk about elements of the right kind of plan, the right kind of business, business succession plan. Okay. The first thing I want to mention, every single business has a business succession plan today, including you. Whether you plan for it or you make it the business decisions by default, and you don't make a plan, believe me, you have a plan because if something happens, you die, become disabled, whatever, you have a plan, but it may not work that well, but you, you have a plan. So Lack of uh, a plan is a plan. Right. It's <laughs> like a lot of different things in life, right? Right, right. If we don't decide something, we it, there's still consequences to what we're doing. Right. So the first part, there's basically three elements to a plan. Number one, let's say you and I are partners and we own a cookie factory. I am. We're doing well. The first thing is to have a written agreement between us. A lot of people have verbal agreements. Mm-hmm. And I even had a, this man, a management consultant. He's a really smart guy. And he, he, they don't have a plan. He said, well, my, my partner is friends with my wife. That was his answer to it. I said, that's entirely a separate matter from the business. The business is worth a half a million dollars for each of the partners. Mm-hmm. So they don't, <laughs> they don't really think about it that way. But the ideal thing is to have a written plan that covers all the different contingencies. Uh, I know um, an a- attorney downtown is now Miss Michael Golden with Arnold Golden Gregory. Mm-hmm. He's been around a long time. Yeah, I sat with him in his office last year, and I asked him, I said, how many buy-sell agreements have you reviewed over the years? And he said, 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. He said, I don't even know how many. And I said, how many of those plans did not need some kind of a significant revision? Mm. And he thought about it and he said, zero. (laughs) That's shocking when you consider about 75% of the net worth of a lot of people is in the business. Is that because they got the wrong attorney to do it or um, they, they did it themselves on a uh, cocktail napkin or what, what's, why is that? Well, the answer to your question is probably yes to all of the above, but he Mm -hmm. told me a lot of people come in, they just say, hurry up, let's get this done so I can get back to work. Part of the thing is they do not want to spend the money to get good advice and, and to have, and to have the plan done. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so they, so they either cheap it, they get a cheap, uh, they go to Google and Google a, tr- a law firm to get it done, right? Or, or Google a form off the internet. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's exactly what I'm getting at. And uh, um, uh, or they just do do their own hand drafted kind of thing, right? Do yes. it, do it yourself. That happens too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, the, let's talk about business valuations because you've got to have a business valuation as a crucial aspect of that buy-sell agreement, why do most business valuations end up in court? Okay, just for one second, I want to just mention one thing. On the buy-sell agreements, a lot of times they don't cover all the different contingencies that could happen. In addition to death, disability, it's retirement, termination of employment, divorce, bankruptcy, and if you and I have professional business licenses and one of us loses our license, what's going to happen? And there's other contingencies. A lot of times these things are not addressed and it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. So again, in that example, you and I own a cookie factory together and what's it worth? A lot of companies pull a number out of the air or they use formulas that rarely work. The reason I know they rarely work is that Michael Golden and Arnold Golden Gregory, Bennett Thrasher, Jeff Call, the partner over there I know, I sit down with these people and talk to them. They tell me, Almost all the time, these things end up in disputes in court. Um, and it's, uh, <laughs> they, they, so they end up spending 10, probably 20 times more, maybe even worse than that, by not doing things properly up front. Mm-hmm. And then things blow up and they end up in litigation. So the best way to do it, if you and I are partners in a business, I know, I know firms around this area that do professional business valuation. Some of them are accounting firms. There's people in the firms that are CPAs with a special certification in business valuation. Right. Um, You mentioned Mike Mike Blake. You know, there's other people Mm -hmm. that do that. So we go out and we we hire them and we pay them to do it. And then ideally every year or two, we get it updated valuation we both sign off on it so that way you don't come back later and say wait a minute this guy was your your golfing partner and you you forced me to sign it it's like Mm -hmm. look we both signed off on it we read the agreements and we know what's in the agreement folks we're chatting with donald simon donald is the owner of simon financial group so uh donald let's talk about funding for buy sell agreements okay all right so Again, in summary, the first thing is, so we've covered our bases here. We have a buy-sell agreement. Number two, we have a valuation. The third part is the funding 
uh, some firms have nothing. A number have some life insurance. Extremely few have disability insurance, what's called disability buyout coverage. There's only five companies in the United States that write that kind of coverage. And most companies don't have it. I was speaking with an attorney named Larry Fryman, Fryman Menden, and he said he's been in practice for 30 years, and he said he can't remember any firm that bought disability insurance for the buyout, even though it's three times more likely they're going to have a disability than die during their working years. Right. Yeah, and just be just to be clear for those that, you know, the lay people that maybe don't know what we're talking about, this is for when that buy-sell agreement gets um, uh, activated. Right. So, you know, when when uh, uh, the there's a seller, that seller needs uh, proceeds, <laughs> needs some proceeds for their piece of the business, how do you get that exactly. is the question. Right. Uh, particularly if you're in the business and you don't have the cash savings or whatever to exercise that. So right. let's just be clear for folks on what that, what we're talking about here. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So the other part is if, if we have enough time, we'll even pre-fund half the amount for retirement. So let's say in our example that the business is worth a million dollars each for the cookie factory. Mm-hmm. I'm older than you are. I'm getting ready to hit the door. Mm-hmm. I want my million dollars. Right. That's not a tax deductible transaction. It's a capital transaction. So I figured it out. Even if it's a payout over seven years, it's $18,000 a month for seven years. If you're in a period of time when you're going through it, we're going through a business expansion, mm-hmm. where's the 18000 a month going to come from? Mm. So I had a conversation with a man named Tim Lee at Mercer Capital in Memphis. Mm-hmm. They're the largest business valuation firm in the Southeast. And I was talking to him for well over an hour about all this stuff. And I said, he supervised over 30,000 valuations. Mm-hmm. And I said, Tim, probably less than one out of five of these works out the way it's supposed to work. He started laughing and laughing and laughing. I said, this doesn't sound that funny. We're talking about a serious matter. He said, Don, less than one out of 20 works the way it's supposed to work. The rest blow up and end up in litigation and other problems. Mm. One out of 20. Wow. <laughs> um, so what can a company do to remedy some of the issues that we talked about? Well, uh, that's what I specialize in. A, a lot of firms, if I call them up, they say, oh, we've taken care of this stuff. I can go in and do a high level review in less than an hour and, and look at everything. I'm not an attorney, but I've read hundreds of agreements. I can see what's going on and I don't pretend to practice law. So just looking at what's going on, I can tell whether they need help. So a big part of it is coordinating the efforts between the attorney, the the person that does the valuation and me that helps to bring in the funding piece through life insurance, disability insurance, and, and again, figuring out a way to pre-fund half, you know, half the retirement amount if we have enough time. Mm-hmm. So the, that that's what I do. I work with a group called Libra, L-I-B-R-A, Insurance Partners out of Maryland. They're the largest in the United States. They represent 25 major insurance companies, and I have a team of five people that help me. 
Oh, I've been doing this for, like I said, 40 years. Our client retention rate is right around 97%. So I've seen what happens when th- things are set up properly. I see what happens when they're not. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's heart-wrenching because it affects the families that are counting on this. People are living longer than ever. Sure. And when, when things blow up and they don't work right, it's not just the business owner that pays the price, but the employees pay the price, clients, the vendors. It's really a big, it ends up in a mess and, uh, or just plain liquidation of a company. So what um, you mentioned various um, insurance related answers, I guess is maybe the way to put it um, to some of these problems. And so I guess your, uh, the expense of that may vary, uh, but just talk in general about how the expense that's involved in setting up these plans the right way. Right. I could do it extremely affordably because I, I know how to structure these things mm-hmm. and I've been doing it long enough and it's I'm very price sensitive to this because we want the clients to keep these plans long-term right. so they work out. So we have proprietary systems that shop these plans. I know how to structure the, the, the plans properly and uh, and to make it work, even pre-funding for retirement. So mm-hmm. again, in that example, if the business is worth a million dollars each it, it, and I'm getting ready to walk out the door and you have a half a million instead of zero, mm-hmm. at least you have a f- fighting chance of get, making the, uh, the payout. Donald, maybe as we wrap it up here, I'd love it if maybe you could share, you don't have to mention names, of course, but a success story, maybe a, a story of a res- client result that comes to mind that's uh, illustrative of the great work you do. Okay. Um, well, I can think of an engineering company. Um, they did transportation engineering consulting for roadways. Mm-hmm in uh, Virginia and a, and a few other states. And they, they had everything properly set up. And the one of the owners, he had complications of diabetes. And I had actually talked to the man about, because I looked at all of the medical tests of what he needed to do. And uh, he, he, he said, he's going to do things his way. Well, he's, he passed away. I went to the funeral. And the, uh, the fortunate thing is that the, partners receive life insurance that was sufficient to buy out the spouse. Mm. Believe me, the spouse does not want a stock certificate that has no dividends and is not a marketable security like right. Ford Motor Company. She's got a piece of paper that she can hang on the wall. <laughs> right, right. Unless things are done properly. Yeah. I've heard, uh, I heard an attorney say one time, the uh, loneliest place to be is to be a minority holder in an LLC. And I thought that was uh, apropos and fits right in with what you're talking about. Right. I've seen how the part that a lot of people don't get, they think I'll get around to it. And I've, I'm the one that gets the phone calls when, when things happen. And I've gotten, I remember one phone call from a a woman, I knew that the family, they worked for this large construction company. And she said, it was around this time in the morning, she called me and said, my husband was just killed by a drunk driver running mm. a red light. Oh, wow. 
I wish I could tell you that only happened once. Yeah. That's how fast things can shift. And she was pregnant Mm -hmm. and she had three young children. Mm. And I was doing the executive uh, and owner benefits. All they had was $50,000 of life insurance. That's Mm -hmm. what she had. Mm. Wow. (laughs) Donald Simon, folks, uh, with Simon Financial Company. Donald, this has been great. Thanks for coming in and sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, As we close, I'd love it if you could maybe share your contact information for folks that'd like to be in touch. Okay. So the website is Simon, S-I-M-O-N, Financial Company, company spelled out, dot com. My email is D, like Don, Simon, at simonfinancialcompany.com. And my phone number is 770-863-0890. And I would welcome any questions you might have. Donald Simon, folks, with Simon Financial Company. Donald, thanks for coming in. Thank you, John. Folks, just a quick reminder, if you are looking for a unique place to do team building work and a place that involves uh, something, uh, well, it doesn't involve broken bones and uh, twisted ankles and that kind of thing, um, go to asculinaryconcepts.com. It's the website for a culinary studio called AS Culinary Concepts, or the executive chef there. Andrew Traub, he's terrific, and uh, he sets up these events for your team. By the way, they also do big, big green egg boot camps that are fabulous. But give him a call, 678-336-9196, and tell him what you've got in mind. Tell him a little bit about your, your team and what, you, what you're thinking about, and he can share some ideas with you. And I think uh, you'll come up with an event that's pretty unique uh, for your team and um, uh it's a lot of fun. I've been there many times and it's a lot of fun. AS Cullen, ANS Culinary Concepts, 678-336-9196. And folks, as we wrap up the show here, North Fulton Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. You can find the show by uh, using that search term, North Fulton Business Radio. And um, we would love it if you would share the show with others that you think might find uh, the show interesting. It's all about celebrating our great guest uh, like Don Simon and uh, the work, the work that he does and the other uh, 700 plus guests we've had on this show over the last six years. So if you could do that for us, we would appreciate it. So for my guest, Donald Simon, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.